Tessa buttons her white school shirt and knots her tie. She pulls too hard. I hate this. Tessa loathes the rough material of the blue serge tunic that scratches her skin, making it itchy, raw. She slams her hand against her brother's bedroom door. Wake up. It's already eight. There's grunting inside. Okay, I hear you. It's late. Get up. Say please, Tessa. Please. Peter laughs. Tessa slams against his door again. I've got things to do, you know, Peter. The household duties never used to disturb her before, but they do now. She hurries to set the table. Breakfast is an ordered meal, as is every meal. Mr Cassis nods, satisfied with his wife and daughter, as he sits at the head of the table and Peter sits on his right. Tessa and Mrs Cassis run to get the food, clear the table, stir the thick black coffee on the stove. It's habitual, automatic, as Tessa moves through her duties, but her thoughts aren't automatic. She thinks of Athena arguing teasingly with her father at the picnic. She glances at her father. I couldn't argue with you. You'd be so angry. She shudders as Mrs Cassis brushes past, the black linen of her mother's dress making her skin goosebump. She remembers Athena's mother in a pale rose skirt pushed above her knees, sunbaking in the afternoon heat. Imagine my mother doing that. Sunbaking. Hiding a smile, Tessa gives her father his coffee. Suddenly she turns away as she remembers yesterday behind the science block. They'd pored over the pages of the female eunuch. Athena had been so funny reading out all the sex bits, but it had really shocked them. Tessa brings the fig jam her mother made to the table. She glances at Mrs Cassis, who's finally sitting at the table. Why don't you drink your coffee? Why don't you ask something for yourself? Pushing the fig jam in front of her mother, she jerks out a chair and sits beside her. Well, I'm going to ask. The jam is very good. Mr Cassis bites into the bread so that the seeds of the fig catch between his teeth. Mrs. Cassis smiles. Be calm. You're not asking for much. She starts. Papa, I really liked the picnic with Athena. You had a good time? He determinedly finishes his coffee. There are problems with a machine at his furniture factory. He works long hours and sometimes at night he nods to sleep in his armchair with the newspaper falling beside him. Then Mrs. Cassis wakes him gently and they walk together up the staircase to their bedroom. Tessa helps with the accounts at the end of each week and on Saturdays Peter works on the factory floor screwing wood into wood. Mr. Cassis refuses to use the glue that's cheaper and easier. He'd be ashamed of making bad furniture. Can I ask you something, Papa? Her dark eyes flit from her father's face to her plate. She feels her stomach knot. He nods impatiently. Don't be stupid, Tessa. You're not asking for the world. Everyone is allowed to have friends over. I want to too. Can I invite Athena over? To return her parents' hospitality, she adds hurriedly. Tessa is rarely allowed friends to visit, but Mr Cassis understands hospitality. He stops to deliberate. Slowly he stands, then looks at his daughter. Yes, it is right. Athena may come, but only after your exams. 
after the exams. Why do I have to wait so long? Tessa, I cannot talk about this. The big machine is broken. He turns to Peter. After your school, I need you to help me in the factory today. Peter grunts because his mouth is full of fig jam. Mr Cassis's face creases into worry lines and Tessa can't pressure him now. He pushes his chair away, leaving his wife and daughter to clear the breakfast plates. Athena's coming over, Mama. I don't care that he said later. He said yes. Yes.